Welcome to Confidential, a podcast all about confidence, who has it, and how to get it. I'm your host, Hannah Faust. Each week, I sit down with a new guest to discuss life and love, happiness and health, and how we learn to feel great about ourselves. Hi, it is Hannah. I am popping in here before we get started today, first of all, because I was terrible and I did not give my guest a proper introduction. So I just want to say after the fact, thank you so much to Sierra Santana for being my guest on the podcast today. Great. Now that's out of the way. I did just want to record something to put up top because you'll hear it in the episode, but after... We finished recording. I had Sierra do a little test practice healing on me using the healing modality that she is currently learning called Shiva Murti. And it was one of the coolest experiences of my life. I kept telling her that she was a magician and calling her Chris Angel because it was unbelievable. She would touch parts of my body to test if they were painful. And then if they were, she used a certain breathing technique and she would touch them again after she did it and they wouldn't hurt anymore. And it was truly fucking crazy. And I can't even possibly describe. She also did this weird thing where she was hovering her hands over my head and it I thought that she was touching me because my eyes were closed because I could literally feel her inside of my head and it was absolutely insane. And I just needed the people to know because we talk about on the episode how we're going to cut it off a little bit early so that she can do that healing. So um, anyways, follow Sierra on Instagram. I'm sure she'll be posting uh, about her journey training in Shiva Murti and when she will be available to be booked and book her. Like I'm, I'm just telling you, just do it. Okay. Enjoy this episode with Sierra. She's really an amazing, fantastic guest and I'm so happy to have her. Bye. Good practice is like holding it as close to your mouth. As close as possible. Yeah. Oh my God. That was so sexy. Do you like it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this really, I can go really low and be hot and then I could be like, hey guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really gross. You're an actress. Yes. yes okay. Yes. I'm just going to level. Wait. Okay. So, um, keep telling me about your teacher because I'm, I'm, I'll use this, but I'm also going to like level your audio. Oh, perfect. So yeah, they basically like threw her under a, a sea of people and they were like, go heal them. And she's like, what the fuck? What do I do? And she went and did it. And now they told her to bring this to America. And there are, I think, 40 of us now Several of us going to Bali on the 5th to get initiated and some people to move to their next level of healing. And so there's only there's only 40 of you in all of Los Angeles that are Mm -hmm. studying this modality in America, in In all America. Yes. So this is really the only one teaching it in the United States. So it's very new. There's no everyone compares it to Reiki, but I've literally seen my teacher heal people with like they walk in. They can't fucking walk. They have tumors on their spine and they walk out like they can walk. We have a pilot program with Cedar sinai right now because they're like, how are you healing these people? <laughs> it's fucking insane. Yeah, they want to they want to know what's up. Well, what's I mean, what's the basis of it is, is it's all energy work, I would assume, if it's it similar is. to Reiki. I wouldn't I don't know if I would say I don't know Reiki that well, but it's taking if you have back pain right now, I could work on you and 
pull it out of you. Put something in specific to that, to what you need. Yeah, this is going to be a short episode so that you have time to do that before <laughs> you have to go to work. and go <laughs> um, but Yeah, I'm like a little baby healer right now. I'm not initiated. I've just been practicing. I've done my course with her. And then now it's time for Bali where I meet the Brahmins and Ratu Nabe. So ah. it's really, it's a really intense trip then it's you're yes. in it it will not time. be a vacation it'll be working yeah yes yeah I mean I love a good um yoga retreat like my <laughs> studio kinship does I was just uh texting one of my best friends because her husband is getting yoga teacher training there and I, I was like you know we should do they're doing a yoga retreat in Bali in September and I was like we should plan a big group trip to Bali around it because everyone can do yoga and you know it'll be this vacation and then of course it was so expensive which is insane because why was it expensive I think because of all the yoga that you're doing it's like to pay for the teachers who are coming and you know teaching you and things like that and I was like god Bali is so it's such a cheap vacation I was like well we can still all just go (laughs) I added on six days to my trip. Oh, good. I actually want to explore Bali. Of course, I want to have this incredible spiritual experience, but I would like to bop around and explore. Have you ever been? I have not. I've never been. Either. I've heard I'm there's a lot of go. like crazy fucking Australians, which is not my vibe. Sure. So I'm staying away from there, the party. Like, I, I heard that like Seminyak is a big party spot, which I think is where the Australians yeah. on holiday are. That's you might want to avoid. <laughs> I'll be in a bood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Yes. Good. Yeah. That's where I want to go. Changu and a bood is all I, I really care about. I wish you could just come with me. I wish I could just come with you too. Come uh, on. The flights are cheap. What in next week? Two or I guess March. Honestly, I just bought March? my flight. I bought my flight last week and I paid eleven. Oh. And I'm going through Australia. We're avoiding Corona. We got this. Oh yeah, it's crazy. God, isn't that nuts? It's. I feel like it's worse than they're letting on. Oh, I think that's probably universally agreed upon. Yeah. Um, especially because it's affecting the stock market. So much, the whole world's manufacturing comes out of China. And if they're like, hey, we're all sick and dying, it's going to tank their economy overnight. And then I think of all those flights, because there are people who are going on our healing trip who are flying China Air and Carthay Mm. Air. And my teacher's like, you need to change that now because those flights probably won't be available in two weeks, period. So it's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, um, I'm a little bit of a gross person. Not entirely. Just <laughs> I like I wash my hands and I keep pr- d- decent hy- hygiene. But mm-hmm. I think also, like I don't know, a glob of hummus fell on my laptop the other day, and I ate the hummus off of it? the laptop, which is probably covered in the grossest germs ever. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it because I just think that's how you keep your immune system right yeah. and tight, baby. I think it was like a George Carlin joke where him and his brothers and sisters like played in the dirtiest fucking river and like Mm. they never got sick yeah and I definitely didn't grow up with like hand sanitizer and like a helicopter mom it was kind of like oh you're sick like you're getting your ass to school I don't give a fuck Mm. I'd have like snot coming out of my nose I'd be at school but here I am and I don't get sick now knock on plaster yeah oh (laughs) how dare you call out my walls for being plaster I mean no I'm kidding they are they are no they they're plaster they're no they're not drywall they're plaster which is a big pain in the ass for um is it hot it no it's that you can't really hang things it's difficult like we have two three things on the wall I mean it's just not a great 
It's you cute. can't you can, it's hard to hang things with plaster oh I mean I'm not complaining I absolutely love my and adore my house it's I need you to come decorate my house please. oh yeah I would love to where you're what part of town I'm Melrose Fairfax now. oh that's right freshly over there I was a Larchmont girl for eight years that's not too far distance wise it's is it? not but Larchmont is like quiet and clean and families and it was definitely my vibe it was very chill and whereas like Fairfax and Melrose is like scene and I bought this at Supreme and these cool shoes but I mean it's chill it's definitely more diverse like Larchmont is all Mm. is all Mm -hmm. white people I call myself the mayor of Larchmont personally so really I'm really glad they elected a Latino (laughs) mayor (laughs) good for them (laughs) for them I do it for the people but I do like the diversity of it and I can walk to all my fitness spots which is great Right. Yeah. That is good. I mean, I love my neighborhood. I live in Mount Washington. I fully plan to be here as long as they'll let me. Cute. Yeah. It's nice here. I know. I like like it it a lot. I've got a nice big yard for the dog. Mm -hmm. I am. I've been in this place for a year and I love my house, but also I'm so like decorating is such a, um, a creative outlet of mine that it's, it's been a year. So I'm like time to move. Time to move and redecorate <laughs> a new place, which is crazy and financially. See, it takes unstable. me a year to decorate. Mm. I don't know what That's it is. I like good. white walls where I just mm. I'm like, okay, this is like a new space. Like I enjoy the white walls and then I'll slowly add shit and add shit. But I'm also never fucking home, so mm. That's why you just need to come in and do it. So I will do it. I will totally do it. I feel See, like I'm always you would home. Kill it. Yeah. We should do well, like a whole good. series of like a decoration. Oh, this is situation. Perfect. I'm always dying <laughs> to design on a let my to have my friends let me decorate for them because it is the it is a creative outlet. I can't move into a new space, so I'll decorate someone else's new Yay. space. But I'll decorate <laughs> it with all the things that I like. Well, I will have <laughs> approval. I mean, your I mean your style is pretty fucking dope, so I Thank think you. I would be pleased. Also. I do really want to get another dog and I would not do that while I'm living here. Mm. So that's another thing is I want this boy to not be an only child anymore. Oh. He's got like real only child tendencies. He's very demanding of attention. Uh, uh, I want a dog so bad, but I feel so bad having. There's such a big responsibility. I mean, having a dog in an apartment, I think is just cruel, honestly. You know, I've had dog, I've had him in an apartment. Um, without a yard or an outdoor space necessarily. And it was in a building where everyone, every single unit had a dog. It was very, all of us had dogs. And, you know, I mean, he's little though. I feel like my first dog is like a, a br- like a yeah. bulky dog my next one's gonna be a big boy he's like a mass like it's like my man in bed with mm-hmm. me i'm like spooning my dog mm-hmm. yeah well rue is not he he doesn't get along with dogs his size mm. as well i mean he needs a big dog because when he plays he's a little aggressive and so he needs a big dog to just smack the shit out of him if it gets too much he wants to be dominated I think he wants to dominate, and so I want to get a bigger dog so that that bigger dog can be like, uh, okay, pick squeak, pip squeak. <laughs> You're the bottom. <laughs> oh, my little boy. Wait, where did you grow up? <clears throat> Cleared out. <laughs> Jeez, if you're going to hack like that, do it to the mic. <laughs> no, it's gross. Um, I grew up in Santa Maria, the central coast of California. Oh, it's I don't a, think I've ever been there. It's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's an agriculture town. My stepdad's a farmer. We grow broccoli, cauliflower, berries, romaine, all 
all the things that's i mean i'm just horny listening to you it's pretty great it would be interesting though because i'm like why the fuck am i buying produce it makes me so mad Mm -hmm. like i wish they could just send me boxes but i think i'd have to go home to get it yeah how far of a drive is it it's three and a half hours Mm, yeah not bad but that's my dream is um i definitely want to in the next five years buy a nice chunk of land Mm -hmm. here in LA, LA adjacent, um, like, you know, Eagle rock or whatever. And then eventually build a house and be super self-sustaining. I mean, not self-sustaining, but doing a lot of, yeah. Produce farming and stuff like that. Yeah. I think there's definitely, that's definitely different than the way we grow like mass agriculture oh of it's course. kind of crazy because we grow driscoll's berries but mm-hmm. we don't get it's not like you get seeds and you plant seeds we actually get like little bulbs and then they're planted mm-hmm. by machines it's very specific to how things are done with like mass agriculture and i've definitely learned a lot my stepdad has shared with me that organic produce is bullshit. Oh, a thousand percent. Totally not a thing. No. It also, because do- the FDA is the one who decides what is certified organic mm-hmm. and the FDA is useless. The FDA is like they're. They're maybe, not for the people. They're not for the people. They're for honey. the businesses. Yeah. No, they're, so. they might be the most corrupt <laughs> government. I mean, I think our entire government, I don't think it is for the people. Throw it in the trash. Here we are. How do we just rebuild? And how do we start over? What's that going to take? Maybe it's going to take fucking coronavirus or some shit. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm a really compassionate person, but we are overpopulated. So, Mm. um, you know. I don't see. I don't. I I don't know. I don't want everyone to get wiped out, but I would just love to see these old systems get wiped out but hopefully they just like die with the dinosaurs you know i think that a lot of people think that and i i don't think it's that easy right which i know most people know that but it would be foolish of us to assume that all young people are super are progressive like liberal. right Absolutely. because they're not i mean then it becomes progressive people used to be these rebels but then now there are lots of young people if everyone is going the progressive direction that are going to be wait a second where I'm, my rebellion is that I'm going to be conservative but I don't know if it's a difference between like conservative and progressive I think fundamentally we all want the same thing we all want to live well and take care of our families I'm hoping unless you're a fucking serial killer then mm-hmm. just leave but I feel like we all we all just want to live freely and love and the other stuff it's become so divisive and now we're in this like polarized state of like this side and this side to where I don't even think people know what they're fighting for anymore they just like want to choose a side and it's like bro like shut up (laughs) like you're we are totally like each other just fucking love each other I mean I'm I'm a really community-based person that is truly the my relationships with other people and having a sense of community is more important to me than anything else that's why I want to have a million children and (laughs) like just you know buy some land and like you start my little mini cult or whatever um And so my, the way that I have a tendency to function politically is not necessarily a hundred percent of the time based on my ideals. It's, um, I'm a 
essentially prior to the 2016 election, I was a huge lover of compromise. You know, I would love to take our government more and more blue and even have those of us who are red start to understand the errors and, you know, essentially make being conservative not representative of a lack of human acknowledgement and rights, <laughs> you know, but in, I, I'm just a big fan of, uh, we do all live here and it's, if you want to listen to other people's opinions, um, I don't know, just like a little bit more of a community yeah. based element. And then I think, you know, I started learning some really radical ways um, and ideas in college. And then I think the couple years after that, um, you know, more and more progressive. And then the 2016 election happened and I'm like, all right, we got to, here we go. We got to fucking start See, from, start, start from, from scratch. scratch. <laughs> I feel like I've always been the, I guess you would call it super leftist. I mean, I grew where I grew up. I went to a Catholic high school. I was one of the few people of color, but I was the most vocal in everything mm -hmm. where the priest would be talking about the Bible and this and that. And I would raise my hand and be like, um, excuse me, Father Ed, I don't understand why you can say this here, but then in this book you can say this. So I was always just questioning. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. I or, love that. This is off. This is wrong. Questioning authority. I, it just, it was never like coming from like a political place. It just didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And then in regards to like female roles versus male roles, I would say, well, why can't I do that? And mm -hmm. my dad, who's has a very machismo, traditionally Mexican energy, it's like, well, you're a girl, Cece, like you can't do that. And I'm like, why? It wasn't like, I'm a feminist. It was just like, wait, why? This doesn't, we're all people, we're all here. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what I look like. It doesn't matter who I am. And I never even like knew that I was different in that space of my school and mm -hmm. being around certain people in my community if I was around like the white kind of upper echelon side and then I would go be with like the Mexican side because mm -hmm. my mom my mom is half white mm -hmm. I would say she thinks she's all white that's just interesting she identifies as yeah that's she would never call herself Mexican even though her father mm -hmm. is Mexican but then I'm like well she was raised by her mother so I understand that identity I don't know if it's really about race. I think in my community, it's about class because you have the Mexican farm workers and then you have the farm owners who are, you know, the mm -hmm. white people or mm -hmm. some Mexican people. But it's, it's it's just very weird when we're all we're all fucking people. Like, yeah. why does there have to be this yeah divisive energy? But yeah, in high school, it was during it was like Bush era. And I was like, oh. fuck George Bush. Da, 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 da. Like me and my stepdad. I was like that these, too. Like, brawls. And he's like, I'm not arguing with you. And I'm like, but this doesn't make sense because da, 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 da. like, and I had all my facts, girl. Like I was on it. So I remember going, I was in high school in, um, for the 2008 election. And I remember me and a bunch of my friends going to, they had, um, Obama had a rally in our town and I was like, yes, <laughs> like I am there. I am there. I like made a sign. I was so excited and I was so bummed that I could, I was not old enough yet to make that man my president. Dude, but you am know. I older than you? Cause I've, he wasn't the first president I voted for. Yeah. So I was when, during that election, I had just turned 17. Mm. Mm -hmm. I think I was, I honestly don't know, but I was just so excited about it because yeah. I felt like it's so weird looking at like 
the Bush regime compared to Trump. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I really hated George Bush. I was actually more of a hater of Dick Cheney because mm. I'm like, this man is like the fucking double, 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 yeah, the, the double, double, double. He's the double, double. But like Halliburton and all of these things that seemed so obvious to me and people just completely ignored. So. Yeah. And uh, then now we have people who are just our current administration where it's just like administration where it's just like blatantly. <laughs> No, it's crazy. It's insane. We're living like, in a time of chaos. My a friend of mine for a work project texted me the other day and said, um, do we know anyone who is a liberal, but just sort of like a whatever liberal? Um, I need one of those. I need to interview a few of those people. And I can't think of anyone I know that isn't ready to like burn <laughs> it to the fucking ground. And I was like, oh, I know a bunch of white dudes I can give names. To. Oh, definitely. The ones they're like, I am not voting this year. I'm like, wow. Oh, my God. Anyone so anyone, nice to have that privilege to not vote. Cool. Anyone anyone who's not going to vote in the presidential election this year that's listening to this. Stop listening to this i don't want your mm. I, don't, I don't want your you know if you aren't voting this year maybe just think of someone other than yourself think mm-hmm. of the people you might not be affected directly and that's amazing that you have that privilege but not everyone is as lucky as you are also let's like keep in mind that there are so many other important things to vote for besides who's going to be our president i am um climate change uh, well, yeah, there's there's Congress, there's, you know, laws, there's all these other things that come on the ballot. Besides, they don't just hand you a sheet of paper that says Republican, liberal or other, <laughs> you know, right. that's not it. Um, and I have been unsure as to whether or not I'm going to vote for a Democratic candidate in the primaries, um, just because I... I don't know. I think by the time it gets to California, I, I probably will, but I haven't um, picked a candidate. And I think I'm just so much more interested in what's what the rest of the country is feeling, because for me, I really some of the candidates, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. But then a lot of them I really like. And so I just want to throw my support 100 percent behind whoever can give the biggest fighting chance against Trump I really I really love Elizabeth Warren I Mm -hmm. think she's smart as fuck I think she's compassionate I think she's passionate I think she's amazing but she's my kind of girl yeah I fuck with Elizabeth but I truly think it's gonna be Bernie unless I think it's gonna be pull some shit again this year and I think it's gonna be Bernie or Biden Biden I know that seems Bless crazy. Bless his heart, but Biden go home. No, we hate Biden. We hate Biden a lot, but he needs to go home. But I have well, I'll I'll off the record. I'll give you some intel <laughs> that I have. But um, oh, I talked to yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I talked to some friends of mine who work on the Hill, who gave me a totally different perspective of what people who are actually working on the Hill feel, which is that um, Bernie is really ineffective when it comes to actually making policy happen they love elizabeth warren but don't think she stands a chance and that they think that um biden is gonna get it (laughs) and that for a couple reasons they will vote for him and listen if biden gets it i'm voting for him in the general yeah you know that i hate it but that is what it is like i really don't know if 
I, I feel like if he does get it, it's the DNC pulling some shit again. Because oh I, yeah, I feel like last year the nominate or not last year it was 2016. The nomination was yeah, it should have been Bernie. But I feel like Hillary was groomed, and that's that was the trajectory. Like this is what it's, it's a little. To be. It's a little bit of that thing that they do at the Oscars, where um, <laughs> <laughs> like if you've been in this industry for a hundred years and had a million roles, and it's like oh, you know they're like fifty there something. They did okay in this. They had like a hit this year. We'll give them the Oscar. You well, know I what think, I mean? <laughs> I honestly, I feel like Democrats are just as guilty as Republicans in regards to fucking corruption i don't oh, yeah. think there's a pure party i feel everyone's kind of out i don't consider myself a democrat no personally. i don't either i consider myself a socialist oh really yeah i don't know what i consider myself i just I say mean, i'm, I I'm independent all, <laughs> i think it's all kind of going to be irrelevant pretty yeah, soon because matter. i think in my opinion what's going to happen is we're going to have another presidential election where we're all surprised by something i don't know you know i don't think i think i wasn't surprised when trump got elected i actually knew he was going to win when did you know i had a premonition the night before (laughs) for real yeah i just knew it in my body i mean hillary wasn't my first choice she's qualified i think she's I think she's done a lot. I don't think she's perfect. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's fair that she was so attached to Bill because I don't know. I feel like she's her own person and I feel like she did her career. She did what she needed to do to play the game and to be a woman in that space. She had to play dirty. She had to play the boys rules. And I it's it is fucked up how much shit she gets because I do think. She was very qualified and I, I don't hate her. I really honestly don't even I don't hate anyone like that. But I don't know what I was talking about. Where am I? Oh, when I knew a Trump, I just racism and sexism is so prevalent in our culture. And mm-hmm. I feel all of my friends around me and we live in L.A. So it's like mm-hmm. liberal and oh, there's no, no way he can bubble. get elected. And I'm like. Have even in California, like even in my hometown, there's fucking Trump signs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you like leave? Do you leave L.A.? Do you leave your bubble? But I realize all of the people who were com- convinced that it would be Hillary are very liberal white people. Yeah. So they don't have the experience of racism or they don't mm-hmm. have the experience of poverty. They don't see how historically <laughs> people of color and poor people have been left out of the game and have been disenfranchised in so many ways so it just wasn't a surprise I feel Mm -hmm. like and Trump is Trump is a product of the culture like is he not like he that is our culture yeah he was elected by the culture I think I mean I think he's um just the first trailblazer of a lot of future reality tv stars and or general pop culture personalities that are gonna be gunning for political god it's like the cult of personality. And it's so weird because we could read his tweets and we can like see all this shit and we're like, God, this guy's fucking batshit. Mm-hmm. He's batshit. But I've seen clips because unfortunately at my house, Fox News is on my at my parents' house. Really? I, yes, girl. Woof. I do not go home often because it is very triggering. It's like fucking big brother right there. Are your parents conservative? <laughs> yes. Whoa. Yes. It's. Yeah, I'm very lucky that mine aren't. I'm so lucky. <laughs> it's, it's insane to me because I'm, I don't know how I came. Like, I love, I love my stepdad. I love my mom. But I don't know how I came 
from them because I have mm. such different ideals completely and it's not even like I had to grow to this this has just been like innate in me of like fairness it's really just being fair and being kind mm-hmm. I feel like the other shit is learned and it comes from this like idea of like we need to have money and we need to do that I don't I mean I know I'm gonna I have a fair amount of money right now I could take care of myself and I know being wealthy it will be a byproduct of like my creativity and my career mm-hmm. but it's not I'm not gunning for like I need to be a fucking multi-millionaire I'm like no that's just something that's gonna happen and I'm gonna have a great life because of it cool thanks but it's just very weird these kind of like material ideals how it drives people and we completely forget that as you said we're community we're people yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. all here yeah together. I think um Man, I just hate capitalism. <laughs> I, I must have said that every episode thus far, Fuck but I capitalism. just think I think about it, I think about it all the time. Like, I I just really hate it, and I think it pulls people. For I, you know, I would love to do some to to like get access. You know, when you're did you go to college? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, in college, how you have access to all those um, scholarly journals, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, cool, like I can write my papers or whatever. But now, as an adult, I'm like, God, I wish I still had access to all those scholarly journals. I would read every published psychological paper about how capitalism has like d- deafens our our empathy <laughs> and you know the psychology behind why we want to keep other people down, and we think that's gonna mean that we'll lift ourselves up and stuff like I just want to read it all (laughs) it's it's so crazy that even like the like Republicans and Democrats like it's two wings on the same bird like totally we're all on the same fucking planet yeah we're all gonna burn together or we're gonna rise together no I I think in 15 years from now our like two party system is not going to look anything like it does right now. I, I really think or our political party. System, I don't know. Man. I really don't. It's going to be a natural disaster. Something's going to happen where it's just everything's going to have to change. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the universe and the earth is like, listen, bitch, like what's happening now? <laughs> we need to shake this shit up a little bit. I know. Because the earth will be fine, but we won't. Yeah. <laughs> like We're going to be. Woo. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's funny how people use the phrase, you know, we're destroying the earth. And it's like, no, no, no. The earth will be fine. We are making it uninhabitable. So we're destroying ourselves. ourselves. We're destroying our future. The earth will bounce back. And I hate when people... It's a planet. Because I've... And I am not perfect. I still fly. I fucking... I don't always... I mean, I purchase things with plastic on them and I'm doing my best I've like made a commitment to not buy fast fashion or Mm -hmm. to you know only buy used or consigned but I hate when people are like well it doesn't matter anyways and it's like really yes it does it and maybe it really doesn't like you I don't know you just like not filling your portable water bottle maybe it really doesn't in the grand scheme of things but I just think like I don't know it's almost like having having reverence for our resources Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just more of like a spiritual thing for me. I'm with you. I would love to meet someone who didn't have this happen to them. They, because this is what happened to me. I want, you know, all this sort of sustainability stuff Mm -hmm. comes up and you follow a couple Instagram accounts that are zero waste and you sort of open your eyes to the fast fashion, the sustainability, all the ways that you can contribute. And then now it's like, it's like, Sabrina from the TV show put a spell on me where now everything I do, it's all I see. Every every time I buy 
every time I reach for something at the grocery store that's a single use, it's I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. I know. <laughs> it's all I see. It's truly like someone put goggles on me. And so it's that has been the driving force between I actually think I want to start putting sustainability um tricks and tips on maybe my Instagram stories you or something should. because I've got a lot of good ones. I would love that. They're also a lot of born out of me going through a time of financial hardship and being on a budget. Um, mm-hmm. But there's also lots of ways that you can like save money and be super sustainable at the same time, which is a win-win for everyone. Um, but yeah, I mean, even just when I, I was, it was already on my mind when I first moved into this house about a year ago and now it's, I mean, this whole house is so, we have turned it upside down. (laughs) Like there's just so few things that we, me and my roommate um, buy that are single use and we try and repurpose everything and Mm -hmm. we just have like jars and jars and jars. Girl, that's the Mexican way. Yeah. (laughs) That is the Mexican way. It's like a fucking (laughs) container of butter. It's not butter. It's fucking never butter. (laughs) Yeah. Something. No, it never is. And, um, we have a hundred million mason jars and you would think they're too many to use and they're not too many to use man because I've got a whole freezer full of like a hot tip that my mom gave to me was um so I'll buy a rotisserie chicken eight bucks right I'll take all the chicken off of it and then Mm -hmm. you've got a good amount of shredded chicken to but you're eating meat I know. I know. I'm not perfect. Girl. I'm not perfect. Um, that's, I think that's the big one though. I know. I know. And I really support and love everyone who, um, is a vegan and wants to make that decision because of my eating disorder history. I cannot put any restrictions on myself, Mm. but you know, I try and do things that are really good for my body and do things that are good for the earth. But if you are a meat eater, this is a great tip. Buy rotisserie chicken. They usually come in those like BPA-free plastic lining things that are um, super recyclable if you wash them out or some sort of like compostable thing. It's eight bucks. You pull off all your shredded chicken. I give some of the bones to the dog because they're very good for dogs. They need higher calcium than we need. Um, And then I make... Uh, chicken broth out of it put them in jars in the freezer pull it out to make soup whenever I need it so you're repurposing all parts of the animal yes like a true native American there you go (laughs) yeah I mean I definitely don't think people should be shamed if you can't be vegan because let's be real it's actually I think it's like it's it's expensive it's more expensive to Mm -hmm. buy in that way where you could just I don't know. I would say I, cause I went back and forth between vegan, vegetarian. I can't know, be, I can't be nine. vegan. I'm. You don't eat meat though. I haven't eaten meat since I was, I haven't eaten meat in 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for me really, it's about the thing where it's like, I just can't have a rule that says you can't eat this because that is triggers. Some that shit. triggers the eating yeah. disorder. But um, you know, I'm not someone again, <laughs> she's on a budget. So it's not like I'm going to restaurants very often. Like and I'm pretty much a girl. <laughs> I'm pretty much subsisting on my groceries. And so I try to be that's a great place to be super mindful. So I, you know, try and not not buy too much meat. I don't think I really buy red meat anymore, just the chicken. Um yeah, I try and be super mindful when I'm buying my groceries since that's where I'm gonna get most of my stuff yeah yeah it's I mean 
the dairy industry, the meat industry. Oh God, it's they're, just they're all so bad. They are it's, all so bad. We could cure world hunger with all of the grain that we feed the cows. Yes. So, but instead we feed the cows this, we waste this much amount of water, we clear this much amount of fucking land for that cow to live. Yeah. Oh, girl. It's just wild. But again, that's not, that's not something you can actually change or the individual person or maybe it's like as a collective we are pulling away from that I do I did hear that like the dairy industry is is suffering is declining that's great which I think it's great too there just needs to be better ways because again it's this idea of sustainability and we don't have enough fucking well we're resources. also we're also we're too far for sustainability we can't sustain anymore we mm-hmm. have to start moving towards farming that's restorative yeah like sustainability is not even in a chance <laughs> but yeah i mean but i do i i do believe in a two you know a two part approach where we should all be lobbying and voting for people who are trying to put some serious regulations mm-hmm. on those industries while also and also trying to make an individual we effort. do need to give those businesses cuz there are like dairy farms that are close to my community too, Mm -hmm. where that's not fair that this family has made their life out of this industry. They didn't do Mm -hmm. it because they're like, I'm evil. I'm going to put dairy. Like it it didn't, they just, it's business. It was a business that was acceptable at the time. And Mm -hmm. now we see that it's not going to work. So we still do have to take care of those communities and families and businesses and create a path for them as well. We can't just be like, fuck all of these people. You're out. Like it's, we just have to take care of each other. No, Here I mean, we are. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to take care of each other. I'm also a big proponent of um, learning. Oh, this is what I'm doing is not contributing in a positive mm. way and changing your actions and yeah. moving forward. We're all so. doing our best. Man, I, yeah, I'm fucking doing my best, man. I'm, I'm doing going, my best. I'm meditating. I'm going to yoga. I'm being sustainable at my house. I'm apologizing when I do things wrong. Like, goddamn. <laughs> I'm looking at my actions and trying to be like, wow, how did I contribute to this? Or wow, how did I attract that toxic energy? Hmm. Mm. What did Sierra yeah. do wrong here? Because <laughs> I mean... We're the common denominator, right? So if you go out into the world, you're like, he's an asshole. They fucking cut me up. It's like, well, what are you exuding that's getting all of that? Oh, I know. It is always, it's always about you. I mean, I was just saying this to you earlier in regards to I'm looking for a job and my dad is doing the most, sending me so many contacts. And I mean, don't get it twisted. I'm reaching out to all of them. I'm following up on all the leads. I'm so grateful, but there's just something about the fact that my dad is the one who's doing it, that I'm, I have like a little twinge every time he sends me one and I'm such a brat. And I'm like, Oh, why is he doing that? Why, he just let me why my is life? my dad helping me? Oh my God. Oh. I know. I know you say it outside. I, I say it out loud and I'm like, God, you're such, you're being such a brat. But there's just something that I'm like, I fucking hate this. But, you know, all I can do is be like, examine what why. Is this? Why do I hate it? And I'm still, an independent woman. And, yeah, and still follow. I mean, I still follow up on all the leads. Trust. Every email he sent me, I have reached out to that person. I'm, I'm definitely taking advantage of it. But I'm like, ah, why does this bother me so I feel much? Like I think our, tri- our triggers, our parents trigger us more than anyone oh my anything. god oh my god I'm never more of a psycho than when my parents <laughs> do something that like irks me I can't go home because not only is Fox News on but my mom will just 
my mom has a tone. She has a way that she talks where just anything I'm just like, the fuck? Like, it's just, I like see red and I'm so peaceful and I do so well and like I'm meditating, I'm chanting, I'm doing my healing modality. And then good old Lisa will just hit me with something and I'm like, <laughs> like my like head explodes. Oh my god! I mean, I think it's crazy. I think we all do that. Like, <laughs> truly, there are things. There are so many things that my parents do that if anyone else did them, they wouldn't bother me. And then Without. when my parents do it, I lose my goddamn mind. Like, it's insane. But I also, um, it's rare that I. Usually, I'll just be like mm-hmm and then hang up like be like okay I have to go and hang up the phone and then go like rage on my car by myself because I know I'm yeah. being unreasonable so I try not to put it on them I've created boundaries or if I feel myself getting worked up it's like I have to go to work I can't have this conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> like, bye love you talk soon <laughs> wait how long have you been in LA I've been here for eight years I went to oh my god same I lived in Irvine I went to UC Irvine I studied drama and political science mm-hmm. um then I started modeling we talked about this mm-hmm. I was a plus-size model very early on when it kind of revealed itself in the right. industry so that was really fun. I felt like I was a part of something really powerful. And now, when did you start modeling? I feel like it was like eight years ago. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't call myself a model anymore. I'm mm-hmm. definitely not in that world anymore. Mm-hmm. A little by choice, a little. I got a. <clears throat> we spoke about this where I just started seeing what I loved about the idea of plus size modeling was that it was it was different. It was like, you can be healthy and be yourself and Mm -hmm. you could actually be represented. Whereas the latter was, you need to be this size. You need to be this color. You need to look like this. But then when I started seeing our own like plus and curve industry become exclusive and become kind of hatery and it was only a specific body type being represented, it Mm -hmm. just got It got a little dirty for me and I didn't like seeing girls that I would see every day. I knew exactly what they look like. Hashtagging like natural, love your body, like this is me. And they're fucking like photoshopping their shit. Mm. And I'm like, homegirl, don't don't stand for this because you're creating you're doing the same thing that these skinny models are doing. You're Mm -hmm. creating this ideal image that needed to be fucking attain to when no you could just be yourself and if that's what you want to represent is like natural and being yourself 100% then rep it Mm -hmm. if that's I have no problem with people editing their shit if it makes them feel better getting fucking Botox or fillers I don't care but don't lie about it because then you're just saying I I just don't like when people fake the funk just keep it real period right yeah, I don't know. This is super interesting to me because I'm I'm interested in being repped as a plus size model and it's not anything I have ever really done before. All the modeling that I have done so far is just through connections, people asking me to do stuff. And um, I wouldn't say that I have um, the body that I see reflected in a lot of the plus size models that I follow. Um, but I don't, I'm like, rep me anyway. I <laughs> I think they should. I'm iconic. <laughs> I think you're fucking iconic. I think you're a great model too. Yeah. I mean, I first met you was it was the auditions for oh my God, I know. the dance squad. Uh, I know. And you were so good and you were so kind to me because 
I can fucking improvise to all hell. I could jump down right now and you'd be like, wow, like, where did you learn that? I'm like, oh, you know, I just made it up. But when it comes to learning choreography, I'm awful. And then I judge myself where I'm like, you're a piece of shit. I used to be really mean to myself. I'm a lot nicer now where I would judge myself. And then I see you. I remember you had like sweats on and then Calvin Klein underwear with like showing. And I'm like, this girl's bad. She's a bad bitch. And you were so (laughs) nice to me. You fucking helped me. You were totally helping me out. And I was honestly... I will never forget that because you were so kind and so sweet to me. And I was like having a moment thinking I was trash and you just like offered me kindness. So. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, girl. God, that used to be like a look that I rocked quite a bit. Was I the, mean, it worked. The Calvin Klein like <laughs> showing. And I remember the girls told me that that was their because um, I was number seven. So they my their nickname for me was CK7. Because oh, my God. I, had I my love Calvin that. Klein sticking out when they were like. Um, but no, I love any sort of dance class situation I love so much because I've been dancing since I was three and I've been a dance teacher I'm hoping to become a dance teacher again soon I just sort of pitched a couple yeah classes at some venues around here and um I love taking people to dance classes because I'm just like there is I guess it might it might have to come with the fact that I was a competition dancer and there you are not presented with any other option after competition dance is so intense. It's like cheer on Netflix. It's mm-hmm. so intense. It's your whole life. You can't do anything else. You're in high school. You're in middle school. You're young. And you're only, you put so much of your life and your energy into being really good at this thing. And you either go pro or you don't do it anymore. And mm-hmm. you're not really presented with any other options. And I think maybe in a lot of other cities, that's true. In LA, that doesn't really exist. And so once I was able to, I stopped dancing for, I stopped dancing regularly for a long time. And then once I was able to pick back up and start going to classes, I was like, oh my God, this shit is the best. And there was just this freedom because no one was, no one's correcting me. Mm-hmm. Can you, I could not believe that I was taking dance classes where no one is correcting me. That was so freeing and liberating that I think a lot of people go to dance classes and they correct themselves in their brain. And I just want to be like, stop. I, I fucking promise you, it'll be so good if you stop doing that. Like, trust (laughs) you know I went to the sweat spot and I did the beginners classes and I just went to have fun because I'm such a perfectionist and I grew up playing sports and I'm I'm good at Mm -hmm. sports like I'm good at most things I'm very coordinated so when I'm not great at something right away I'm like I get fucking mad I'm like it really just frustrates me so instead of actually trying to learn it I'm just pissed off but I'm in this new space where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to try it and grow and not judge myself. So going to these dance classes at the sweat spot and being bad, but just having fun. I was the best that I had ever been. It actually got easier when I got out of my own head and I wanted to have fun where the objective was fun as opposed to perfection. I do highly recommend the sweat spot to whenever I meet people that say I want to take a dance class, but I'm not good. I'm like, go to the sweat spot. I can give you any of Ryan Heffington's classes are good for this. Dean's 
it's Wednesday, bitch. Like so many of the classes oh that God. they have there. I was signed up for it's Wednesday, bitch. And I think I had boxed the night before and I was so sore and I didn't go. Oh, you'll have to go. because <laughs> Trust me, you will fall in love with Dean. Anyone who encounters Dean will fall in love with Dean because he is the shiniest, most delightful spirit you've ever met in your life. And such a, I mean, someone needs to give that man a TV show. Like he just needs to spread his little fairy dust all over the country and then we'll all love each other again. But um, I always tell people to go to the sweat spot because you will see, you will have pros in your class and you will have people in that class that don't belong within 15 feet of a dance floor and they are having the same amount of fun. And it's just such a good vibe. Like you can be anywhere in between and just have a really good time at the sweat spot. Rue's, what if Rue like cuts off the recording because he's She's just so <laughs> relaxed he's so fucking relaxed that his little paws like so click cute. around I feel like I just need to learn the vocabulary mm. because it's the things that I don't like the I don't know the fucking sachet one I don't know what you people say but yeah. it's things where I'm like what is that so I'm, I'm like starting from like a little baby trying to figure it out and then piece together all this other stuff yeah so you should teach a fundamentals class okay for adults like myself dang okay god it's been so long I started dancing when I was three so I That's feel like crazy. I'd have to be like right what are all the words that are so deeply ingrained in my brain I'm so jealous of you I, I think I started out I danced, I think, for like a year at like three or four. Mm. And it was just my mom was a single mom. And I think it was just too expensive with classes it's so expensive. and then costumes and recitals. So it was like, I'm going to pay this one price. She's going to play softball. I'm going to pay this one price. She's going to play basketball. So it's I always because I'm, I'm, I'm a performer and I'm an artist. So mm -hmm. I'm like, God, I wish I stayed in dance. I wish I had that opportunity. So it's very cool. My mom just called me the other day and told me that. So my mom was a real, she's a memorabilia co collector. And when I say memorabilia collector, I mean of her children. Like <laughs> she kept, I mean, she kept everything we ever made in every crafting situation, in every class, in every, like every situation, she kept it all. And so when my parents back in, gosh, this would have been, 2013 or something insane um my parents sold our childhood home and she just had all of the stuff from the three kids that she's kept over the years and so I came home and we looked through all the stuff to see you know what can we get rid of what doesn't matter and what is good memorabilia and so then she called me the other day and she was like oh my god there's there's more or you know there were pieces that we didn't get to or whatever and so she opened some big plastic bin she was like all your competition dance costumes are in here and I was like great well when I come home next I'm gonna take them and she was like mm, I don't think you understand you would need a whole extra suitcase for these bad boys <laughs> and I was like I will fly southwest I will get I will that get extra bag for free and I will bring them all back here because I think it would be so funny to do a photo series where I'm wearing all those costumes that will not fit because I was very normal sized in high school and now I am plus sized and I think it would be so funny to do a, a photo series of me wearing and playing with the costumes and dancing in them and stuff I don't know I just think it would be real fun that would be fun that yeah would be a fun little photo shoot. they're also all covered in so in competition dance what you do is you get um you order oh uh-oh mailman Rue. yeah it's his mortal enemy Hey, we're recording, so 
Come here. Um, I know. He's just dropping off the mail. I know. It's, it's What a cliche, this dog. Um, but so you buy, you buy the outfit pieces and then there's part two, which is a, a rhinestoning. So there's rhinestone patterns or rhinestone, you know, a rhinestone direction that you give. So everyone orders the clothing and then a certain amount of rhinestones. And then we rhinestone the costumes. And so that's how I got so good at rhinestoning mm. things, which is why <laughs> half my closet of adult clothes is, is rhinestone. rhinestone. I rhinestoned my Selena Halloween costume two uh, years ago. Amazing. The bra was flawless. It was like identical to her bra. Really? And yeah. It was great. I repurposed it last year. I was like, I'm not topping this costume. I'm just going to wear it again. So I yeah. wore it <laughs> this past year. It was great. <laughs> um, so d- did you like modeling? I did. It was, it was cool because I was very, I grew up very insecure about my body and mm-hmm. being curvy and like having curly hair and being like the brown girl. Cause I grew up with like, I grew up with like all skinny white girls mm-hmm. and then the media, the images of beauty that I saw were skinny white girls. So what I was, I never thought that I never thought that I was like a pretty girl. I never mm-hmm. saw myself like that. So modeling for me, it was kind of a way to make myself to like make myself step out of my comfort zone and kind of fake it till I make it. I'm like, I can do this. I can do, I remember my first like, bikini shoot and Mm -hmm. I was so fucking nervous and so scared and the girls around me were like trying to give me poses and all of this and I'm like stop like I just need to like (laughs) it was so scary for me but once I did it and I looked back and like my body was great then but it was you know it's all in your fucking head right yeah it is all in your head but if everything around you is telling you this is what pretty is yeah that's you know I didn't have the notion that what I was was actually great who I am so modeling for me was a really beautiful way for me to have confidence in myself Mm -hmm. and confidence in my physical self I've always really loved my mind and my power and who I am that's never been something that I've had issue with but it was always like my physical body I'm like right why don't I look like this why can't I look like this so it's fun it was fun for that yeah eight years is a long time what's next um, I'm just focusing on acting girl. Like that's yeah. what, that's why I'm here. I'm writing. I just performed a couple nights ago. I sh- should have brought some fucking poetry for you. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's like spoken word poetry and getting, I've been writing for years, but I've never written to share with people. Uh-huh. And I worked with who's now, this man's now a friend of mine, Alex Alfaro, and he's a fucking brilliant poet spoken word artist solo artist actor writer and I trained with him I did a workshop and I'm like oh this is where I am like mm. this is what I'm like I'm actually kind of fucking good at this like okay cool so it's just kind of tapping into those creative parts that I've always been afraid to share I think now in my 30s my early 30s I'm <laughs> all of these things that I've wanted to do that I've had in me like it's time to do them. Like, what am I yes. waiting for? Yes. I'm not getting any younger. We're all going to die. <laughs> like I need to just do it. Who cares? I see. I think it's the people who are bad at things and they're doing it. I'm like, wow, if they could do it, like my shit's actually kind of dope. Like I think I can do it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Being. 
something like silly about it. Like, yeah, there's nothing to be afraid of. Have you, when did you turn 30? Um, I'm 32 now. Oh, so. really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I know it's my melanin. I'm coming up on my <laughs> Christ year. <laughs> Come up on that Christ year, baby. I can't believe I'm saying my real... I used to have, like, shame. I remember I turned 30, and I'm like, I don't want to put it on Instagram that I'm 30. I have all these BuzzFeed fans that think I'm, like, in my early 20s. If casting directors won't hire me... Did you used to work for BuzzFeed? I never worked for them. They just hired me a lot. Oh, for their videos. Yeah, and it was... Oh, so you had some little... Some fans. Yes, and it's so funny. Every time I travel abroad... People come up to me like, are you from BuzzFeed? <gasps> and it's so cool because it's Amazing. all, all of these people are, they're like young brown girls and like mm. young curvy brown girls. And they're, it's tight. I'm glad that like something as small as like doing BuzzFeed videos, just looking like me, because this wasn't like common even four years ago to see in mainstream media. Like we're getting a little better with color and like size diversity, but not quite there yet, but it's better. It's at least prevalent in the culture now, but before it wasn't. So it was, it's cool to have been that and have that opportunity to just even do something small on the fucking mm-hmm. internet. And people are like, wow, you're so cool. And you're so confident. I'm like, Girl, it took a long way to get here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's tight. your hottest, what's your hottest confidence tip? Like, what do you, oh, owe, what do you owe your confidence to? I guess. <sighs> I don't know. I think it's like time and age. <laughs> yeah. Really. Because now I can say I'm really settled into myself and I like myself and I don't have fear. I don't really care what people think anymore. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, like, oh my God, is he going to think I'm weird? Is this? And it's like, who gives a fuck about these? Like, like who cares what other people think about you? I guess my gee whiz. Oh, my hottest confidence. Gee whiz. Gee whiz, guys. Um, Did you feel a big difference in your confidence level after you turned 30? I would say so. I think it's just security all around. Yeah. It's the... Because I've always been very independent. I'm not a big, like, relationship person. I, you know, paid for school. I pay for my life. I didn't... My parents have helped me. A little bit, and I'm mm-hmm. totally grateful for that. But I've, I've had a job or several jobs since I was 15 years old. So, I think the, the notion like now that like, everything that. I- oh my God, Rue just turned off the recording. It's fine. <laughs> little, we'll keep going. <laughs> no, I feel like everything that I have, I've earned, and I really. I just like want to be better. I want to be my best self. I want to keep learning and growing and. It's cool to see like where I was five years ago, where I was six months ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, like this is like a trajectory of growth. Like how much better can I be now? Like how much, whether it's like sports or writing or acting or like popping into these new places creatively where I'm like, I was terrified of this six mm-hmm. months ago. I didn't think this was possible. And here I am. So if this is possible now, what can I have next right. month and the right. month after that? Yeah. So confidence tips shit fuck it just do you be kind Mm -hmm. other people's opinions are totally irrelevant because really everyone's worried about themselves anyways yeah so no one's thinking about you Mm -hmm. if they are i mean that's really sad for them yeah (laughs) 
that's just rooted in insecurity because they have nothing better to do. Yeah. Or if like people are being haters or being rude, that's just a reflection of them and pray for them. Yeah. Really pray for them. If someone has to be unkind to make themselves feel better, like they have to live in that. Yeah. To go to bed with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I feel like I was given a pretty good opportunity to do that recently um, where this didn't happen to me, but a friend of mine was getting, some she was getting some unfortunate treatment from a girl who's like an acquaintance of hers who in the um it was all over Instagram you know she was like low-key harassing her um but in it she mentioned pretty close to the top that um her father had recently died and so every time she was getting these messages I was just like I have a ton of sympathy for this girl because I can't, um, all that says to me is my dad just died and my emotions are out of whack and I'm Mm -hmm. placing it on you. And luckily I have both my parents still, but I can only imagine that must be the most difficult hurt in the world. And that maybe in a year that girl's going to look back and be like, Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed on those things that I said to you and blah, blah, blah. And so every time she sends her a message, I'm like, God, that girl is hurting so bad because she just lost her dad. And it's nice to have those moments where you can practice that and be like, wow, you know, I can take myself out of this. It's always a reflection of the other person. And if you have enough strength and wherewithal within yourself and you can see that, like no one, anything can say can hurt you mm-hmm. even the good things mm-hmm. so it's not like oh my god I'm the shit I'm so talented like guess what tomorrow you might not be but if you yeah. have that sense of self-worth and groundedness it doesn't matter what anyone says good or bad it just matters like where you are at home in your heart in yourself yeah I love that that's a great place to end I think I know I was like oh, a nice <laughs> tie it up <laughs> There you go. Also, I <laughs> did say that I was going to keep it short because I want you to practice your healing on me. Oh, yeah. Cool. Ooh, Let's yay. do it. Okay. Well, tell the people where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Viva La Santana. I do all sorts of things. I'm an actress. I guess I'm a model. I like to model sometimes if your brand has good intentions. <laughs> I'm now a healer. I'll be going to Bali to get initiated for the healing modality Shiva Murti, which you can learn about on Gaia. It's called Expanding Possibility, the sixth floor. I might have swapped that around the sixth floor expanding possibility. One would just search that and learn about this incredible modality that's just been taken to the americas Mm -hmm. to the united states do you have any performances coming up that you want to plug um i do let me look at the date i've been workshopping this amazing piece with alex alfaro he's Mm -hmm. the writer it's called o-dog oh you can come to this one oh good it's for workshopping it it's called o-dog it's an Angelino take on Othello set during the LA riots. Amazing. So it's really fucking powerful. We have a reading on March 22nd. Perfect. The day after I get back from Bali. So I'll be super zen. Hopefully I'll be 
into my amazing sassy character by the time I get back. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for being my guest. Yeah, thanks for uh, having Everyone me. can follow me at What the Faust. Also, follow the podcast on Instagram at Confidential Pod. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks so much. Five stars. Or is it four? Uh, five. Five stars. Yeah. Five stars. Great comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>